Welcome to B2B Sales Trends, the podcast dedicated to sales leaders in the B2B space, where we share conversations about innovative and successful sales transformations to keep you up to date on the latest trends. This podcast is brought to you by Global Performance Group. Welcome to yet another fantastic episode of the B2B Sales Trends uh, podcast, a podcast that brings you tips, tricks, insights, thought leadership for sales marketing and customer success. It's brought to you by us, our company, Global Performance Group, our revenue improvement boutique organization that implements behavior change through a hybrid ecosystem of application-focused training as well as scalable technology and expert coaching. Uh, We do all these wonderful things to empower salespeople to uh, focus on creating a dialogue that helps them to shape and sell value at an elite level. My name is Harry Kendelbacher. I'm the CEO of the company. And today I have with me Christine Kidder, a uh, let me just get that right. A strategist for marketing and sales executives. Welcome to the B2B Sales Trends podcast, Christine. Thank you so much, Harry. I'm very excited to be here talking with you today. Today we have a little bit of a different episode. And when I read sort of uh, the idea from uh, my colleagues, I really like that thought of having somebody of your expertise on uh, the B2B Sales Trends Podcast. As a way to start off the interview, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did the path led you really to become a career strategist for marketing and sales execs? Great. Awesome. I'm happy to share that. My career, the bulk of my career has been in human resources. I actually started oh. off my business career with my degree in accounting And so I worked in accounting and finance for about eight years. And then I did a pivot because I realized that I wanted to work more with people, budgeting and forecasting and working with numbers was fun, but not fun enough. So I did a pivot and I was fortunate to have a progressive career in human resources in various corporate environments. And that was great. I was able to grow and develop and it was wonderful. Uh, But then after doing that for a total of like 20 some years, I decided that I really wanted to have my own business and uh, help others use my HR skills to help individuals. So I did that. So that was another pivot for me. It's very different to go from a corporate environment to having your own business. And I've learned so much from that. And, um, And then I decided, you know, as I And especially when the pandemic hit in 2020, I'm like, you know, I want to, I'm so glad I'm doing this and I'm focusing on helping uh, individuals with their careers. And uh, I've always loved working with sales and marketing. And in fact, the way I, I was able to start my career in human resources was as a recruiter, as a headhunter. And, um, and that definitely has a, yeah, it has a sales aspect to it. And, uh, so, yeah, I just I decided that since I have so much fun working with marketing and sales folks, why don't I specialize in that area? And um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, so it's been wonderful. And it, it's just I've been able to help uh, various people in different industries. You know, I've, that is a question I get. Am I focused on a particular industry? And um, I haven't really had had the need to do that because I've 
had a variety of sales folks that I've worked with in, in different industries, as well as marketing folks. So that's mm-hmm. been wonderful. So fabulous. Thank you for that background. And I think the topic is fitting and, and the, the help you can provide to people, especially in those in these times, right, where so many layoffs, multi-global organizations uh, have done in the recent weeks and months um, and and what happens uh, in that area. Uh, One of your specialities is to help salespeople tap into their brand to get back into the job market, especially in this current uh, situation. Um, You know, what, what advice would you give to a salesperson that recently has uh, lost their job in this environment? I've been talking about this a lot lately in the past two weeks, especially with all the, the huge layoffs that we heard from Google and from Amazon and Spotify. The list goes on and on. And in fact, I'm talking about it to get again today in a LinkedIn Live that I do. I do a weekly LinkedIn Live on Wednesdays. So, but the, the first thing to do, I think it's really important to not react. You, mm. Instead of reacting, to respond. And just respond as the person that you are, okay? And, um, and it's when you are hit with sudden job loss, it's so easy to be reactive, you know, because mm. it just, it, it, it hits you from, from left field. You weren't expecting it typically. Sometimes there are signs that you see but maybe you didn't see the signs either, you know, but that don't beat yourself up because that doesn't serve you in any way. All right. So it's, it's like, you can't beat yourself up. It is important though, again, to respond. So what do I mean by that? Taking time out to, to reflect Mm -hmm. and to think about what can I learn from this experience from any experience? We can't control the outside, the external, but we can control ourselves. We can do that. So to pause and reflect and take the time out, and it doesn't have to be a lot of time, but at least take a couple days for yourself to reflect and think about, okay, what can I learn from this? And how do I want to proceed? What is the action that I want to take? And also, too, to think about what your brand is. You know, mm-hmm. I think that we are all given gifts. We are all called. We're all put here to do something. And it's a it's a tragedy if you don't do that, if you don't answer your calling. And uh, I want you to answer your calling. But in order for you to answer your calling, you also need to be in touch with what your calling is. What is that? What is your brand? It's all tied together. So, but first I want you, I don't want you to react. I want you to respond and take time out to reflect and pause. It's so interesting. And, uh, you know, when you follow on LinkedIn and and some of these posts that some people do, there's clearly a negative reaction to sometimes when they are laid off, they're posting all these stories and, oh, it's this horrible employer. and They did this to me. And uh, I'm reading some of the stuff and I'm thinking, Really, is that really a good way of how you deal with the situation? Let alone not even think about doing your personal brand because every day everybody does the research on people nowadays, right? Not is I would assume that that's what you mean with not reacting, right? Yes, 
Yes. Yeah. And yeah, I've read the stories too. I, I read a story about a woman who um, worked for Google and she was expecting mm. and she was having her baby essentially, right? Or she was in labor. And that's when she found out that her job was eliminated. So it's like, we know we can count on terrible things are going to happen. Okay. And I think of uh, the, the best example is like someone like Victor Frankl. Uh, who, you know, was in a concentration camp and was able to, no matter what ha was happening around him, he was able to rise above and not let it impact him. I mean, he still, he moved, he moved forward. He was able to move through that. And mm. uh, Nelson Mandela is another example, you know, because he was incarcerated for so long, you know, and again, those are extreme examples but if someone can survive something so horrifying like that, then we can definitely take these, these tough challenges that are thrown at us and be stronger from them. Right. You know? right. right. It's really like it's, it's, it's a life lesson, right? It's not, it's not the stuff that, that happens to us. It's how we respond to it. How, how do we learn from it? How do we improve? How do we get progress uh, from that. And it, there's always two ways to focus on. And it's your choice what you can focus on. You can either focus on the bad thing that happened to you, or you can focus on what does that teach me? How am, go am I going to change? How am I going to improve uh, to move forward and progress? And that's a choice thing. And I really like what you said. Don't react but make sure you respond in the right way. That's, that's great. That's great advice for people in this situation. Um, we've obviously done a little bit of research about you, and we've heard you talk a lot about uh, this, and I'm going to have to look at my notes here, this idea of uh, letting your inner purple squeal shine. And it's in sort of in the context of finding an ideal sales role. What does that mean? <laughs> well, all right. It goes back to my recruiter days, right? Because mm -hmm. we would, uh, companies, we would reach out to companies and often they would call us as well. And they would say, you know, I'm looking, I've been having a hard time finding this sales director. I need to find a sales director who has a long laundry list of all these things. Okay. And they want them to be a top seller for five years and just like a huge list. They want a perfect person. Okay. And that's like a, uh, a purple squirrel. All right. We would refer to that. Okay. I'm just going to find yeah, a right. purple squirrel, open my door in the backyard. There'll be a purple squirrel uh, or another way uh, you could say a unicorn, you know? Um, right. But, but the thing is, I do believe that we all have, we're each a purple squirrel because there isn't Harry, there's no, one else on this planet that's like you, that has your unique set of skills and talents and your personality. There's no other Harry. Okay. So we need to embrace our individuality. All right. And, and, and really be clear on how we are invaluable to others, because that's mm -hmm. going to help us, you know, go out there and find that role where we can be invaluable. You know, that's a fit for us, you know, so right. it all and starts with knowing your inner purple squirrel. <laughs> right. And that also links very much into what you said earlier about your personal brand and how, how do you ensure that you, you, you make sure that people are seeing that uh, 
uh, within you, right? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Um, What does career clarity look like? And how how do you really achieve that? It's interesting. Everybody has sort of a different path uh, of choosing. Share a little bit of your thoughts on that topic with us. Yeah. So for career clarity, I want you to to go after a big, scary goal. I want you to stretch your comfort zone because growth really doesn't happen within the comfort zone. You know, we're not really learning anything new. We're not, we're not stretching and, and, you know, challenging ourselves. And um, so think of it as mountain climbing. You know, if you, if you know what your, your big, giant scary goal is maybe that is the top of Mount Everest okay but in order to get there you need you have smaller base camp goals okay uh and you could have a kind of twisting turning path on the on the route up to the summit as well okay we don't we don't know we might we really don't see the path or we might think we see the path um but for career clarity, it's like really tapping into what is most important to you at this time. What mm. do you really want? And we're really, again, tapping into your inner compass, your North Star. And I, I strongly encourage people to do that because we are inundated with so much external noise, the news, the mm. pandemic, what we should be doing, expectations, um, what our culture, you know, it's like, for women, uh, we're supposed to, women in the United States, we're supposed to have a great career and we're supposed to be taking care of our families and doing this and, and, and. But what is it that lights you up that's important, okay, at this point in time? So so it's knowing that and then setting that next scary goal for you, all right? So you don't have to know what your summit is. You don't have to know what the Mount Everest is, but I still would like you to pick that next, that next step for you, that next big scary goal. So maybe you're a, uh, an account executive right now. You really would like to be a vice president of sales one day. Okay. You don't know what the time frame is yet, but for now you're, you're working hard to meet your quota this year. And maybe the next step for you is to be a sales manager. You know, you'd like to start managing a team sooner rather than later. And that that thought scares you and it excites you. So that would be a great, big, scary goal. And that to me is clarity because at least you know what you are working on. Right. It's interesting. Uh, I I don't think I still know <laughs> to this day what I want to become one day. I've sort of, and it was very scary from the moment we founded the company in 2014. So everything was scary, always uh, pushing. But it obviously that that road sort of defines you, and then 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 forms you. On on the topic that you've mentioned about you know you and an account executive, you want to be a VP of sales or a manager. Uh, you know, in your opinion, what what sort of the most common indicators that you have seen in your experience that 
you know, a salesperson is ready for that transition from sort of an individual contributor into a sales leadership role? What are sort of these common indicators that you need to look out for? I would say that they're coachable, that mm. they are uh, open to feedback. They are, they enjoy collaborating with others. Um, in order to be a good leader, I feel that you have to be coachable. You have to be open to feedback and to criticism. It goes back to that awesome book by Carol Zweck. It's the uh, growth mindset, having a mm -hmm. growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. Great book. And Love it. So, yeah, so that's something. And then also, too, another key indicator of success is our, our emotional intelligence. Mm. So versus just our regular IQ and emotional intelligence can be developed, can be grown. We can do that. So, um, and I think that's tied back to a growth mindset. So, um, so yeah, so I would say for anyone listening, um, if they are interested in, in growing and developing as a leader, you know, even start with the, that book by Carol Zweck because it's such a great book. I, I constantly hear it referred to all the time. And then, um, you know, find out more about what your what your EQ is. Right. It's interesting. We, we see, obviously, with, with the work that we do, we work with sales leaders, sales managers, sales people. And, you know, usually good salespeople are promoted to a sales leadership role. But it's a very different behavior that makes a good sales leader than to a good salesperson. And usually really good salespeople are not necessarily good leaders because they have their way of how to do that. And then actually not good coaches to other people going forward. But that's an interesting dynamic there and, and, and plays into what you said. If you're coachable yourself, you're much more likely to be a good coach in the future to others, right? Yes. Yeah. And I, I have seen that. I've seen that what you were just talking about in, in my HR career and not just in sales, too. It occurs when someone is an amazing individual contributor in a role mm. and um, the management team thinks that, ah, and, and the person may think that, too. OK, great, because I'm a wonderful individual contributor doing this job. I can then be a manager. Not necessarily. They're, they're different skill sets. Absolutely. Yeah. Right, right. Last question for you, uh, for you, Christine. Um, you know, what trends in this current environment, this current job marketplace, do you project to take shape in the near future? Anything that, you know, our listeners should be looking out for? I think that it's important to, no matter what the job market is, no matter what is going on, no matter, no matter how many layoffs are going on. And by the way, I want to give people hope. So anyone who's listening, yes, when you hear the news of all these layoffs, it can be very, um, very sad to hear. And, you know, you can, I don't want anyone to stick their head in the sand, but don't, get stuck in that. Don't ruminate in it. You know, it's like, okay, acknowledge that you heard it. It's a fact. We need to move forward. And, um, and just two days ago, I was talking to one of my, my contacts and, um, she was, she lost her job right before the holidays. 
And uh, she's been interviewing very actively. So she's had good activity in her search. And then a company that she talked to, like within a week, they made her an offer. They move very quickly. So that is still happening in the market. So again, just, you know, focus on you and don't be dragged down by what's going on externally. And um, so, but no, what I was going to say is no matter what the job market is doing, the key is to, it, this is always the key consistently to be connecting with others. So to be connecting with both your existing contacts and then also uh, talk with your existing contacts and ask them to help you in making new contacts. Think of it as a bridge of people holding hands, okay? So you're holding hands with your existing contacts and they're helping you to stretch out and make new contacts uh, because it's by doing both those two things with your connections that will help you. And even we should be doing that when we're not in job search mode because that can help us in sales to be, you know, to be better performers. So, um, so yeah, so that, that's my biggest thing. Um, if I had a billboard and I could only say the one thing, I would put that on the billboard, connect, connect with people on a regular basis. Love it. Uh, if, uh, if our listeners want with you to either for your services or just reach out, how can they find out about you and how can they get in touch? The best way to get in touch with me is my my email. So uh, it's Christine at Christine C. Kidder and Kidder is K-I-D-D-E-R. So it's D is in Delta, D is in Delta, E-R.com. And uh, I am on LinkedIn. So I have over 21,000 followers on LinkedIn and that continues to grow. So you can find me there. But to really get to, to get right to me, my email is the best thing to do. So Fabulous. And we'll put that into the show notes if people uh, want to get in touch with you. Christine, thank you so much for uh, these fabulous insights and tips. I know our listeners appreciate your input. Thanks to everybody who tuned in. Uh, again, thanks for listening. Until the next episode, happy selling and look after yourselves. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you.